Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jeep Life Podcast. We're that podcast where we celebrate that Jeep life and everything that has to do with it. I am Jeep and Terry. Break it, Billy. Big Bond Don. <laughs> Did you say Bond Todd Don? No, Big Bond. Like, like, like a vagabond. Yeah. Oh. Like okay. a vagabond. Uh, uh, un- unremarkable Don was was um right retired. We're done weekend. with that. One we're, weekend. We're, right, we're done with that. We're done with that. Now it's yeah. homeless Don. <laughs> Send you off on a on a on a story task and this, this is yeah, what man. comes back. This is it. So listen, Peter, to to I've done the Jeep sleep thing a lot and it's not great either. So I really think the best way to do it is you ask, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be up front a good Yep. Yep. So it's been a while, a hot minute. Thanks for answering that previous question. Um, but it's been a hot minute since we've all been in the studio together. Yeah, it seriously has been. We've been busy. We've been real busy. Yeah. We're we, still we, busy. We got to get some lots of events, lots of things going on. We need to like straighten out our priorities. And we, and we haven't done anything together in a cool way. So no, I'm, no, I'm, I know. I'm well, that's, pissed about that's kind of why I'm, I'm, I'm banking for the AOA weekend. Doing thing. All right. Yeah. Talking to Neil. He needs a gunner. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. It's a weekend after my bird. I like it. If I get the right amount of people, we may do something at the Mammoth. Yeah. I got to put that out there. Well, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> Neil and I will bring our group by to see you repairing something. So, maybe. Well, I, I have done nothing <clears throat> at all. With my Jeep. Yep. So I can't. I and our <laughs> sorry, buddy. No. Neither have I. Let's rephrase this. Don hasn't done Don anything hasn't at done, all. I done. pulled it in the shop and it's been sitting there since. Oh, yeah, it was funny because you did take a nice p- picture. So proud of it being yep. in the shop and yeah. yeah, well, and it sat there since. Yeah. Been collecting dust and uh-huh. and crickets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm 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 waiting on that. By the way, the dust and crickets. Yeah. yeah. I, it needs to come ready for it. Ready. Well, you'll have it back tomorrow night. <laughs> Um, I really, really, really enjoyed my, um, my time. I was away doing, um, band type stuff. Um, who's at band camp? Yeah, it was, it was one time what at, happens band at band camp. Yeah. We <laughs> one w- time at band camp. The one time at band camp. I, I, I taught, um, drum and bugle corps and just had a great time, um, with kids teaching them and. Doing non Jeep things whatsoever, yeah, it was awesome. Now I'm back in the in the Jeep world, and I I I can't wait to um to get my back in my hands. Hit it hard and hit it hard, yeah. Because we've got some up, upcoming stuff. Yes, we, we got do. a lot of stuff coming up. Yes, yes I worked on do. mine instead of his. That's what happened. Um, yeah, spent well. one night working on mine. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I was actually the day you were there. Yeah. So um. Yeah, you spent time working on his instead of mine. He was actually on the list before you. He's been asking yeah. for a month, yeah. if not more. I was patient. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, Don, I, can, can I get my tires melted? <laughs> Let me tell my, you, my, do, my we, do, was Speaking any of that of which, content worth anything? Yeah, was I think it? so. Okay. You going to make yeah. a video? I got to go through it. I'm okay. like six videos behind right now. Right. Speaking of which, those wheels and tires look badass on your Jeep. They look good. Seriously do. It changed look the look of your, your yeah. vehicle a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's wheels. My, one of the guys at work was like, yeah, I saw your Jeep and, you know, it, it was looking like a rust bucket. 
I was like, thanks, man. He was like, it looks really good now. It, it <laughs> I was like, thanks. Well, I was just saying to Scott the other day, like the new XJs, JKs, like the first generation yeah. of JK. They're starting right, to look right, rough, right. the early ones. Yeah. Seen one the other day, like straight out of, straight, straight out of comp. Yeah, right. He's going to go with yeah. something else. Yeah. Rusty yeah. Busty is, uh, you know, living up to its name. For, for real. For real. Um, Don, you went on assignment. Yes, I did. And you went to the Mid-Atlantic Overland Festival. Yes, I did. That's Sounds a lot of far letters, a lot of away. words. It was it was in Huntington, PA, um, on a land, it, land it, far away. It, well, it was on a it a was a private rolling hill. Private <laughs> venue. Um but probably one of the coolest weekends I've had in a long time. And cool. and I was teetering back and forth and how much I really wanted to get into overlanding until I got up there and sort of talked to some people and looking at some rigs, listening to some stories. So I actually, uh, we, uh, you know, jokingly, I keep saying I'm going to build a bar in the back of it instead of it. start putting stuff life on the road. I'm going to have a great point sure. in my life that I do that, get it ready, and next I think year. you need a goose gear. I don't want to do a goose gear. And I'll be honest with you up there, no, everybody cust- does custom stuff. Like most of the stuff that was up there was custom done. So they're using, uh, I think it's called uh, aluminum 8025 or 8020 or something. They're mm-hmm. like this, they look like erector sets. Yep. And then, you know, you're cutting pieces to make, because everybody has different needs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I seriously probably need a good size fridge. In there. I have, there's going to be times when I'm going to have. Right. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, really cool. Uh, it's hosted by Mainland Over, Mainline Overland. Um, those are good people. They yeah. are. I didn't. I mean, I met some of their their employees. Yep. I didn't. You know, I've I didn't meet. I've them worked with directly. them a couple of times. Yeah, but but um, just to to be able to put that show on and host that, cool on its own. Um, and they did a lot of cool things. Like they had a lot of classes. I saw there was a first aid class. There was a trail recovery class. Uh, Scott Ammerman from Go Fox Adventures and Ron Harrington from Ridgeback Guide Services did um, a, sort of a, a trail repair with with the power tank stuff. Uh, Scott had the power tank booth up. Tread lightly. Both Scott and Ron did tread light. A lot of tread lightly classes. In fact, they were the keynote speakers uh, Friday night for uh, representing cool. Tread Light. So cool. Um, and I hung out and, and watched that, and they did a great job. Uh, they had tons of vendors, like I said, Power Tank, Ridgeback Guide Services, Domatic was there, uh, Purple Lizard Maps. And if you're on the East Coast, those are the best maps you can get. I have a couple of them. Uh, I know Neil was there and picked up a couple. Um, Rhino Rack was there, tr- of course, Tread Lightly, James Bird Tents. There was a lot of others, but those were the big names. So I love it was, my Rhino Rack. It was cool. Um, they had, and I didn't get to do it, I think would have been one of the coolest things, Adventure Film Fest. So, you know, a lot of, like, overlanders will cut videos. They're cutting yeah. videos left and right yep, of yep. their adventures. And so this was your chance to put your adventure up and everybody. They had an outdoor theater. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, just, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, like, I wish I would have been able to do that. Um, you know, so they had a, um, like, a difficult green, maybe low blue rock horse setup um, yeah, no where cool. they did it. They do a contest, and you get a spotter, you have to pick your spotter, and you have 
um, your vehicle and you go down through this maybe a couple hundred feet long and you can't go outside the red lines um, that are painted on the ground. There's a whole bunch of rocks. And yeah. the cool thing is the rocks are not, they're not planted in the ground. So, you know, a lot they of times move and... they move. So you get a point for every tire you put on a rock. But if you go out of bounds, you lose points, and and it was pretty cool. Uh, so you know, lots of good stuff. They had trail rides around the property. They did a, um, they did a Vista cleanup um, Thursday. I wasn't there, but I didn't get up there yeah. later. But uh, you know, on I don't know if it was Baldy. Yeah, I think it was Bald Eagle. They did the Vista cleanup. Uh, so lots of great things. Um, I got up there 11 o'clock Thursday night. I left kind of my kids and then dropped them yeah. off. Kind of threw everything deep and left. Um, so how far was the drive? Uh, 162 miles. Okay. It, I set the cruise at 70 miles an hour. I got, I got, I was telling you on the way over here, I got 19 and a half miles of the gallon. Jeez. That's freaking awesome. That is incredible. So yeah. like I, I keep going back and forth to get 37s and re-gear to 456s. Yeah. Not after that, I don't like <laughs> yeah, right, that yeah. was so easy on the wallet. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it'd be worth money. Uh, we hung out, you know, everybody just kind of hung out and we talked and met a couple people from Vermont. Uh, and then Friday, I spent the day, got up early, had breakfast, uh, spent the day just trying to help Scott cover the booth when he was doing classes. Yep. Um, you know, power tank did phenomenal up there. A lot of people really into, you know, really into this stuff. I feel like say we scott did the majority of it but we were able to to educate people on power tank stuff and and you know put it in their hands get people to use it met a great couple chris and angela uh they're in their first jeep it's the gladiator oh it's a 2022 gladiator rubicon it's on 37s uh looked like a uh what was it clayton was it did i see clayton no terraflex trying to remember i looked at the Arm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. they they outfitted it with it had a rack and a roof. The alpine tent. alpine arms. I don't I don't know. <clears throat> I don't look at it that close. Um, but you know, brand new to the hobby, planning some major trips. So it was cool to be able to teach them about the power tank, and then um, you know, because they're both new at it, his wife wasn't. He wanted to do the course, but she wasn't comfortable spotting him. So okay. I took him on the course. I was a spotter. Um, yeah. You know, taught him a little bit about four. I loved getting new people and just teach them all about yeah. it. And, and, uh, you know, very, very capable, uh, very calm. He was, you know, very, very, uh, just competent. Um, and his wife walked the course with me and she, she learned how to spot. And we, it was, like I said, it was, they were doing that for the competition for right. us, for the three of us. It was about him getting, you know, getting his feet Some wet. Yeah. Time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So for the first time, um, so that was cool. Um, and, and, you know, Ridgeback Guide Services was the one that designed the course. He did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. They had all the right size rocks and a hairpin turn in the beginning, which made it super difficult. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't go over the red line. And then pretty much, you know, the, the evening Friday night was, we, we just, of course, Scott was up there and he's like a gourmet chef. So we ate. Did he bring cheese? He always brings cheese. He didn't bring cheese to Jeep all breeds and i was pissed yeah yeah he had no cheese well bethany from from ridgeback guide service brought oh, okay. but scott did make great spetzel and 
Uh, we had some hot chocolate that he made. We had we had all kinds of stuff going on, but it was it was a nice night. Everybody just kind of hung out, and everybody's tired, so we kind of went to bed early. Yep. Coolest part for me was Sarah went up, and she had a great time. You know, she was really skittish mm -hmm. at first, but lots of great people up there that took her time with her. And by the end of the night, she was roaming around. She was pack roaming with other dogs. You know, the <laughs> the un the unwritten rule is that you don't leash your dog unless your dog's out of control. You got a great right. dog, the dog just roams, and like these dogs would just roam and scavenge, and you know, it's cool. <laughs> and then Friday night. Um, it was like three in the morning and Sarah gets me up. I'm like, what the hell's the deal? And I listen and there's coyote out. Oh. Not the first time I've heard coyotes, but I will tell you this. The entire festival, like every dog with the exception of, of Jesse and Sarah, I think started howling and barking. It was, just, <laughs> right. it was pretty cool to hear, you know? So, um, but I, I would, Saturday I packed up and left pretty early in the morning. Um, but I, I would highly, highly recommend this to anybody that has any interest yeah. in vehicle-based adventure like it, it you know so peter torres you're talking about doing more of that i think you need to head out there you'll learn a ton there's a ton of great people you, you people are great they'll take you on tours of the rigs you get all kinds of different ideas and it was really rejuvenating for me it's the first thing that i've really been out and have done since northwest Jeep Cat. yep yep so uh just uh well to that point um a great way to also kind of get into the overlanding gig is to go out with Ridgeback um, Guide Service 110%. and 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 go Fox Adventures yep. and do one of their events together 110% um, yep. because there's so much knowledge there and and you you said something about Ron putting the course together Ron's a hell of a spotter too yeah Ron Ron you know there's there's He'll get you through yep. anything. Ron is, um, you know, when people come up and they were new to the hobby uh, lifestyle, however, whatever yeah. you want to say, you know, and they were asking questions and stuff, my answer to them was, and, and I've been doing this for 20 years, I'm, I'm more than confident in my ability, but it's still go see Ron, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, or right. we would yeah. say if you're in the AOA area, Roush Creek area, go uh, see Kyle, go see Kyle, right, right, yep. so they're, they're, both of those guys are professional, I mean, yep. top-notch professional. Yep. And, uh, and, we, and Kyle tends to be, you know, at one of the major parks, you know, and he'll yes. teach a classes yep. on, on, yep. on that where Ron is more, let's go to this destination and learn here. Right. Right. You know, so I, I think there's two different avenues there. Right. Um, Kyle is more for the off-roading world and, right. and Ron is more for the, um, overlanding world. Right. Um, but you can't go wrong with no. either one. And we're going to, Ron's going to be on shortly enough. I mean, we've, yeah. we've, uh, you know, it's been a long time, but, uh, but yeah, and I, you know, I spent some time with Ron Harrington, um, and his wife, Bethany, both great people. Um, I mean, they hosted a large part of that festival, yeah. you know, so, uh, you know, just, just great, great, positive people. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, I'm glad you got to go and hang Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Oh, it was just an absolute great time. And thanks for doing that for us and being a representative yeah. for us. I know you handed out stickers. Stickers, talked to some people. Uh, I did post a little bit. I was pretty busy, so I, I, I went up there with the intention. I took all my camera gear. I went up there with the intention of getting a ton of media <laughs> and it content. Happens. And, happens. yeah, just so busy. I just we, didn't have. We need a media person. It just we seriously does. Because do. uh, we get so involved in something. 
It's yeah. hard. It's hard for us to to do it individually. Really, but, it. but thank you for doing that. Yeah, of That's course, awesome. absolutely. We appreciate that. Um, we've got some stuff from mail. The mail time. Mail call. Yeah. Um, I think we got two um emails very recently. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, you got those up, Bill. Mm, got it now. All right. See if you can. From Jordan Kepner. Yeah. Listen to your latest podcast, and I can't agree more. My wheeling buddy and I keep building our Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't stop. No. Ever. Up and up and up. My JQR is now on Dana 60s and 40s and not nearly as fun to drive. If I could, I would roll back to 37s. What's stopping you? I mean, other than the fact that you already spent all that money. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Not like Dana 60s go up in value. No, they don't. Uh-uh. Especially after new rock scratches. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, They don't you necessarily the, lose the 60s. value much, though. Nah, not much, but you're not selling it for what you got into it. That's for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, keep the 60s. You know, maybe put the 40s on a trailer and... Put 29s on it. <laughs> put the 29s 60s, on yeah. <laughs> Axle tubes are as big as the uh, tires. Oh my god, that's great! Thanks, Jordan. For I mean, thirty sevens on sixties is pretty much in like an indestructible combination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on forties. Anything. So, So, and it's something I think about now. If you go from thirty sevens to forties with sixties, you're losing. You're not losing, but you're not gaining as much ground clearance as you think either, because you have a larger axle house. Yeah. Um, something that, um, Bill Eustace and I measured over at his shop because he's on 44s and 39s. And I think he only, there was only, if I remember correctly, there was only a quarter inch difference between him and somebody that had 42s and 60s. Oh, really? Or something. I don't remember the details, um, because it was kind of a quick out of the corner. Like we just, you know, but, um, but no, I, I agree totally. It starts to get really easy. I, I noticed that with the rock board. Like there were people that were on, you know, just some big stuff that just killed it, and there was no challenge to it. Mm-hmm. But I'll yeah. tell you that the quickest Jeep, Willys. Oh. Like, like a 46, 47 Willys. Small, yeah. nimble. Just yeah. bombed the course. I mean, just <laughs> bombed it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah that, that short wheelbase and narrowness. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, the simplicity of it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, the fact that it's just, I mean. Did it have a PTO on it? No. Oh, and, and it's not heavy at all. Those no. Those things are super light. No. So they're not I mean, it's just down. made yeah. for that. Yeah. Cool. All right. What about the one from Kyle G? I got you that read one. Kyle you got G. that? You want <laughs> me to get it? You got it. I got it. I really enjoy listening to your show while I work. I just received my Firecracker Red 2022 Wrangler Rubicon 4x8. That's what yes. I want. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. Is what I what? Yes, sir. Right there. I read that this one. fucking thing. Will you guys shut up for a second? No. God Sorry. damn it. Right. Having a Jeep. I am on. wondering if you could do an episode on the best mods for the 4xE. I would also benefit on an episode on best mods for beginners. I eventually want to lift rims, 35s or 37 mud tires, front and rear bumpers, winch, and a light bar. Thanks for your time. I also gave you guys a five star review and Apple Podcast. PSA, a Jeep Life podcast sticker would be look very good on my 4xE. 
I agree, Kyle G. It yeah. would look awesome. We will get you one. I keep volunteering Terry's time out. We'll get it out to your ASAP. Yeah. So, plus you owe everybody else stickers too. Four Xs are tough right now because there isn't many suspensions on the market for them yet. Right, right, right. Now, we're talking about that this weekend because so, there's such a disparity in weight. Right. And it is a completely different spring setup. The shocks are pretty much the same. Um, I've learned this among going from like the, the 2.0, the 3.6, the diesel. All the shocks are pretty much the same. It's the spring, uh, yeah, spring constant, rates. spring right. rate that they change to adjust for the, right. the weight. Yep. Difference. So, and my understanding is the weight isn't very balanced in the 4 by 8 They actually have different rates. I could be wrong on this. They, I, the source that I got it from, I don't know how reliable it was, but I heard it was the spring rates are different left to right. Yeah, I yes, think, I they think are. the majority of the battery sits on the driver's yeah. side, I think. And well, so, but actually, what, I've seen a 4XE battery set up. It's set right across. It's set across it, but the module that, that cools it and controls it is on the driver's yes. side. And, and then the fuel tank. and Right. So, right. like, it's weird how it's set up. Um, right. Actually, I think it's the opposite of a normal Jeep. I think it's more distributed across where a standard yeah, Jeep has, the, has a higher Yeah, I don't know how, how accurate that state The passenger side. Yeah. But I will tell you this. What I am seeing a lot of people doing is just budget boost on them right yeah, and Pops. that's, yeah, they're just doing a, you know, an inch, inch and a half. Well, they make, there's, there's, who is it? Just saw it. Um, Paraflex, mm -hmm. I think, has a two and a half inch lift for it without spring. So it's just the, it's the pad that the you know, yeah. spring. Yeah. I would even say, you know, an stock. inch, an inch and a half or an inch, and you, you know, semi leveling kit. It's if JLs, you're going to fit 37s. Yeah. And, and not well, if it's, a, if it's a Rubicon, yeah, because it's got the high clearance yep. fenders, and if it doesn't, Quadratech now makes high clearance fenders, yeah, that are actually higher clearance than are they really? Yep, yeah, yeah, they have like three quarters of an inch over Rubicon wow. flares. Well done, yeah. Well, Look at uh, the, the 4xE is, yes, a, so. it is <laughs> a different beast, even, even some of the interior stuff for the 4xE is different, yes, than a regular JL, yes. So, so rear mats, um, the floor mats for the front work are the same as yep. the regular Jeep, but the rears are different. The uh, trunk mat is different. Um, the tailgate's the same, so all of your you know the accessory tailgate, tailgate accessories yeah. mm -hmm. are going to work the same. Um, yeah. All right, so here we have a, a live question okay. that just came in from Dolph. Um, hey guys, hey guys, I have a 2013 Jeep JK and I've been told Friday that my front and rear axle is leaking. Do I need to just replace the seals on them or is there more to it? It's not an easy job. Uh, no. And I'm sorry. I was actually looking for the question. Read it again for me. Um, I've been told Friday, my front and rear axle is leaking. Do I need to just replace the seals on them or is there more to it? No, it's, it's, uh, so the front, especially you have to pull the carrier assembly out of it, um, which gets even in deeper if it's a Rubicon cause there's a switch in there, yep. um, to actuate it, the whole nine yards. There's special tools to really put those in the right way, or you're going to at least need two people and some talent for the front. 
that's the front, and you got to disassemble the steering knuckles. You got to take the knock the, the unit bearings out. Access up the. Um, it's it's not that easy. Rears are a little easier um, because they're outboard, so the fronts are inboard, meaning they're right by the center of the axle, right next to the carrier on either side. Mm. The rears are a little bit easier because they're outboard. Or actually, what you end up doing is pulling the the retainer for the axle out. And it's a pain in the rear. It is, well, it's yeah. I think it's much easier in the front though. You uh, just got to have a big enough press for what? Like long enough. For the press front, off you mean? that bear no the rear oh oh oh, oh. right right like right that, right all right. the well so ring. i don't pull them all. i cut i cut everything and then i press it back on you, st- um, you still but, need a big enough press. well but you don't what i was going to say is i a lot of people are saying they heat them you know heat them in an oven oh, and they'll slide yeah. right down on mm-hmm. so you know if you don't have slide a press i happen to have a press right so in. i i use it. yeah right on all right well that was the quick down and dirty from that thanks mm-hmm. for that question right on the on the go. Hey, we've got some events coming up. We're going to be all over again. Um, where are we going, Bill? Oh, gosh. We are heading to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee for Great Smoky Mountain Jeep <sighs> Invasion. Dude, could we just take a minute and not travel somewhere? No, I. this is like, I know this is the to... holy, this is the, you know, going to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be a good trip. It's going to be a good trip. It's like the pilgrimage. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. To the sacred lands. Um, that's We're August 25th to the 27th, I did. think, right? Yep, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. And then, right after that, we're actually going to be heading to Wind Rock Park, too. Yeah. going to go spend a few days there hanging out with Marvin Stammel, Holly Fowler, some Factor 55, a whole bunch of cool people. Yeah, that's R- pretty awesome. RTR um, Auto Shop we're going to be hanging out with. A couple other guys that are going to be down there. Nice. I think Troy said if you go he'll to go. do the Badge of Honors, he'll You know go. what? That's something yeah. I really do want to do is yeah. get some Badge of Honor trails under my belt. So yeah, well, you give me your phone and I'll <laughs> you, 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 have to, you have to show <laughs> up. No, I want to legitimately do it. You have it. to show up. I've yeah. done the, what is it, Crawl Daddy at Roush? Yep. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't, you didn't tag it. No. Nope. Mm. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. Gotta get yep. there. So, yeah. You want to go? Yeah. You need to come. You go. You should come with us. I, I might. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Jesus. <laughs> See how it goes. I'll be like, you guys leave yet? It depends where I'm sleeping at that night. Okay. Like if I'm, if I'm, you know, in my apartment or sleeping out of the back of my Jeep or somewhere up north or on a train somewhere. Or I don't Pete know. Pete Torres' Jeep. <laughs> Pete Torres' Jeep. Him and I are spooning oh, in the gosh. back. Right after that, it's same weekend, August 25th to the 28th, is Ocean City, Maryland, Jeep Week. And so we're not yeah, going to be there. We're not going to be there. We're going to yeah, be but You can still go there. Tennessee. But the cool people are going to be in Tennessee. Yep, absolutely. So in between that, actually, I think it's September 11th is Jeep Fest up at in uh, Walnut Port. Oh, is it? Is that right? I don't know. So that's put on by Colossal Radio. Oh, right, 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 right. And I thought we were talking about going up to that. <sighs> I don't know. How. Peter Torres, I got you, Don, blowing a heart. <laughs> cool. Peter and I are dating. Awesome sauce. All right. Well, either way, the very next weekend, 
September 17th is the Jeep Enthusiasts of Eastern Pennsylvania Fall Trail Ride up at AOAA. There's going to be some camping. There's some shenanigans. There's always a good time. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I just was talking to a friend about that. It's like the shenanigan weekend. It is always a good it's time. Always. Yeah. And then the very next day, September 18th, is the 50 for 50 Tread Lightly Quadratech Trail Cleanup with Jeep Enthusiasts of Eastern Pennsylvania, Jeep Life Podcast, Go Fox Adventures, Quadratech. I think there's a you know, some other people that are going to be showing up for this awesome, huge, huge, huge cleanup at AOAA. So, and I think there's going to be some awesome giveaways as well. So that is September 18th. And then October 1st is Fall New Jersey Jeep Invasion in Ocean City, New Jersey. And that's on the boardwalk. So if you have not gotten your tickets for that yet, I think you're almost sold out pretty much. So... Yeah, And then also there on October 1st is Creekside Farm Glow, East Berlin, Pennsylvania. And that's going to be the Jeremy Rowe event. So, you know, we had him on the podcast. He sings, what, Jeep Girl, Jeep Thang, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. So really cool. And then Bantam Trail Fest is October 7th to the 10th. And that is Bantam Trail Fest 2022. And then October 22nd is Boo at the Zoo, Creepy Jeep at Cape May Zoo. Oh, that's, um, that's a lot of stuff going on. Danny, I don't know exactly if Reaper is going to have a spot. So if you know anybody that has a spot open for it, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so those are our events. Come see us. Yeah, come see us. Um, that leads us right there to our main topic, and we're gonna we're not gonna make a stop, stop. for it. Oh, we are gonna oh, stop. Stop. Damn it! Here it goes. Here I was goes. wondering how we were gonna make this transition tonight. Oh, I got, oh stop it! I was I literally had an over under with some other people about how many dad jokes there would be. Uh, come on, let's let's take a break. You really? <laughs> <laughs> That's four. <laughs> Perfect. All right, uh, Doctor Don, take us to school on some breaks. All right, so. Um, one of the topics we haven't talked about yet, really. We haven't not spent at all. a lot of time yet at all. No, yeah. no. So, um, the, t- it's do you too- need them really? Hell no. No. With all not that great real power, man. you must stop. stop. Great power. Yes. So, um, breaks. Going to be a two-part series. Tonight, oh, we're just going to talk shocking. about how they function. How about it? <laughs> Um, next week we'll talk about upgrades for it. So ultimately your brake system in its most simplest form uses friction to convert kinetic energy into heat, how it slows the vehicle down. And then dissipates that heat. And then dissipates heat. So, and that's to deal with a lot of hybrids. We use regenerative braking. We actually take that energy instead of using brakes because we're losing Mm -hmm. energy. We take that and we actually put the motor in generator mode and then it captures that energy. Back every motor is a generator and every and generator is a motor. motor. Just depends on which way you put the power in. Right. So uh basic parts of a brake system, you have your brake pedal and linkage. So actually um that is a lever. So the brake pedal above that is a lever that looks almost like a pry bar welded to it or fastened to it, and it goes up to a pivot joint, but the 
um, linkage that pushes on the master cylinder, which is on the other side of the firewall, is attached below it. So it acts like a lever and gives you some it's a plunger. It 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 gives you some additional um, brake assist. Mm-hmm. Um, the on the other side of that firewall is typically a brake brake booster, and there are three ways that we build we build pressure vacuum or power mm-hmm. assist. Uh, the most common type is vacuum. So um, it has a diaphragm in it, and we actually apply vacuum to one side of it, which actually helps to pull on that diaphragm. Um, that's the most common. Now, a lot of turbocharged vehicles are going to electric um, or electric pressure or electric vacuum, one of mm-hmm. the two. Um, and then the third way, GM used for a while, a couple others that showed up here and there, um, Hydro Boost, which actually yep. uses the power steering pump to create um, uh, power assist. Um, now, in front of that sits the master cylinder. And in the master cylinder, it consists of three major components. It's got the reservoir, and then it has a primary and a secondary piston. If it's prior to 1967, it may only have one piston in it. After 1967, we were mandated to do um, split braking systems, which means that if you lose hydraulic pressure in one of the front brakes, that you don't lose it all the way around yep. because it's got two separate systems, basically, that are split. You know, it takes the one system and splits it in half. You can still stop. You can, at least once or twice. Somewhat. Um, the piston before and, you run out of fluid. Yeah, the piston in the front is the is the primary. The secondary is the one in the rear. Both are connected to uh, basically a connecting rod or or um, dowel, so to speak, that goes out to the brake boost. Now, coming off of the the master cylinder. Um, is lines. your brake lines that go to, depending on what your vehicle you have, it's going to go to a proportioning metering valve or a combination valve or an ABS unit that does that stuff. So the proportioning valve, metering valve, basically what the metering valve does um, is it delays the brake application to the rear wheels slightly. Um, or I'm sorry, delays it to the front wheels. So that you, so it kind of evens out braking in the front and rear. Um, after that, you have usually steel lines that go all the way down to the wheels. And then where the wheels and tires and the brake assemblies, rotors, calipers, turn, articulate, move up and down, we switch from a, a steel line to a rubber line. Now, before I go any further, make sure that if you're replacing brake lines, you're using a DOT proof material. So, like you'll see, copper on a vehicle no good can't hold the pressure so copper splits um stainless steel uh something like that and then the brake lines or the brake hoses themselves you need to make sure dot approved there's a lot of cheap stuff out there that you can buy that's steel braided or looks steel braided and it's not dot approved um so after you get down to the brakes and rotors um, you have a caliper. So it's another piston. The caliper holds the brake pads. And when you press on the brake pedal, you're actuating the linkage that pushes, goes through the power, 
the the power brake booster. So that linkage in the power brake booster um, actually is connected to that diaphragm. The diaphragm's pull, it's got vacuum in there, so it's helping to pull it forward. It's got a return spring that pushes it back, but it's pulling it forward. You're pushing in the two pistons, which are now going to force fluid down through the lines, through the hoses, down to the piston and the caliper. And brake fluid is a hydraulic fluid, so it's not compressible, which means that you know you you don't you can't have right. whatever happens up top is going to happen down below. In so a you sense, act, you you push on a cylinder up top, and you're going to expand the cylinder on the bottom because right. of hydraulic. You're going to move it forward, right? Yep. To an extent, we'll get into we'll get into how you can change that a little bit. Um, and I'm not going to get in it real deep this week. It's going to be more important next week. Um, when we talk about modifying this stuff, um, Pascal's law, but, but, um, ultimately that fluid then pushes on the back of the piston, squeezes and, and 90% of our Jeeps are single semi-floating, uh, calipers. Okay. So. Meaning um, they only have a, the cylinder on one side. Right. So the, 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 the piston actuates the other side. It'll slide over. It's on a set of slides. The fixed caliper. It's on a set of slides. It moves over. And yeah, I said semi-floating. I'm thinking rear differentials. So fixed caliper, piston slides in, pushes on the pad, and then it pulls the whole caliper over, which pulls the other brake pad over, squeezes the rotor. It's like a vice, right? It only moves on. That's one a side. great analogy, right? Yeah. Um. So, a couple things. Why we're here, um, you know, if you do service or you open up that hydraulic system, one note to make is to make sure that you bleed it. So every caliper has bleeders on them. Um, and I've done a lot of that lately. Yeah? Yeah. How come? Because I've had to replace every damn brake caliper on that buggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's disc yep. in the rear, isn't it? It's disc in the front and the rear. Yeah. So... Um, and the truck, when I did the truck yeah. brake calipers and like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, basically bleeding means is that it's a process used to get air out of the system. And the easiest, probably most effective way to do it is have your best friend come over, give him a couple beers, let him drink the beers, have him sit in the driver's seat. You make sure the reservoir is full with the proper brake fluid. So we've got that three, four, and five brake fluid. And five, one, and five, two. Right. I'm not getting into all that. Um, <laughs> the most important thing is make sure you use the right stuff. Because if you don't, it can cause damage. Really, most, I think every, all Jeeps take like dot three. Dot, dot yeah, dot three. Dot three. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, dot four. Dot three. The JLs, like are they dot three? Oh, J. Sorry, JLs are dot they four? changed it. Yeah, I think. Um, but anyway, like I said, I'm not getting into the differences in all of them and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, we certainly can, or we can answer questions on that later. I didn't think it was important because mm-hmm. you just need to make sure you put the same thing yep. in. Top the reservoir off. You have somebody pump up the brake pedal, but here's an inside secret. Do not push that brake pedal all the way down to the floor, especially on an older vehicle, because it tends to damage the seals in the master mm. cylinder. So go about three quarters of the way down, pump it up until it starts to feel a little firm. Hold it down. Guy outside says, hold. Person in the car holds the brake pedal down, opens up the bleeder. Start furthest from the, v- from the master cylinder and work your way closest mm-hmm. to it. And furthest amount of line, that's like brake right. line. That's what so we're talking right, about. Right, right rear. Yep. 
would be the first one. If he did brakes, if he had the system opened up all the way around, he would start right rear, mm-hmm. um, left rear, right front, left front. Yep. Uh, would be your bleeding sequence. And then you open that bleeder up, fluid's going to squ- squirt out. Why he's opening that up, person in the car is going to continue to push down on that pedal until you close the bleeder. And release. And then release. And then I don't do pump it up again. I do hold. And you do that until you see no air coming out of the system. Um, really good way to do that. Really professional way to do that to make sure that you don't take air back in and see what's coming out. Is take a very clear hose, put it over top of the Zerk fitting um, or bleeder screw, really. It's not a Zerk fitting. Um, and put the other end in some brake fluid, the same type a that you're using. Your, or something, yep. yeah. uh, I use coffee cans or, you know, work water bottle, yeah, Gatorade bottle great. works yep. really well. And you can see the air coming through the line. And then if they accidentally do lift, it's bringing fluid back into the system. Yep. So you don't have to start over. Um, so that's kind of the process for bleeding brake. You might get all my bubbles out of the system, guys. <laughs> master cylinders are a little bit different. So master cylinders have to be bench bled. So if you replace a master cylinder, that needs to be bench bled. Pain in the ass. It's, it's, it kind of can be, but basically what it is is that before you install it, you're going to put on some lines that you either make out of, you know, steel Old line, line. Right. and, and you, know, you can flare them mm-hmm. and put them on, and they have to go back up to the reservoir. You fill the reservoir, and you basically use a screwdriver on the backside of that master cylinder to, act- just, to actuate the pistons until you see no more air coming out of, you know, bubbling up out of the reservoir for where the lines go in. You just keep pumping it. Right, right. So that's kind of the system that gives you a little bit of background on the hydraulic side. We have brake warning systems. So usually that resides in the metering or the combo valve mm-hmm. um, is what most vehicles use. It's called combo valve because it's partially proportioning valve, partially metering valve. Um, when you own a buggy, you rip all that shit out. Um, brake warning system is just a way of telling you that you've lost pressure or your fluid level's low and you get that red light in the inside so usually it consists of the combo valve and the Mm -hmm. low brakes switch so i got a question for you dr don as we're talking about all these brakes and stuff and there's there's a few extra systems that are on the brakes as well so we have abs abs now, do all Jeeps have ABS, or is that newer, or what is that ABS? Came, so even? ABS was introduced in Wrangler, I believe, in 1997. So I think it was a TJ, TJ had a yeah. fairly basic system on yep. it. But now JK, it got a little more complex, especially um, you know after 2011. So, so actually, I'm going to correct a little bit. Um, even in the TJ, they upgraded the system, uh, I think, in... 2000 and in 2005 when they came out with the LJ. Yeah. yeah. But the TJ never had traction control. No. That it never had. Correct. So it was strictly ABS, anti-lock yep. brakes. And um, so what the ABS system does is it monitors all four wheels mm-hmm. for wheel speed. It, at least in, we're, we're talking TJ up. Um. And if you panic brake and it sees a difference in wheel speeds between the four wheels, it uses a set of dump valves that are used with hydraulic solenoids to release pressure where the wheel locks up. Yep. 
so that you can control skid the car. Um, and also it shortens braking distance because you're not losing that friction. So once those wheels lock up, you're losing traction. So you'll actually see ABS, but newer ones you don't see it as much, but older ones you would see them spot on the road. Yep. It Somebody, basically like um, it pulses, pulses, pulses your brakes right. for you. So it uses a set of dump valves that do that and yeah. what's usually called a hydraulic control unit. Yep. Yeah. But now when we got into JKs, we added traction control to it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that most people don't use. And, and a lot of people have misquoted and said, well, when you put it in four low, traction control is totally off. It's not. Which is false. They'll actually still work. They'll still use the brakes. And a lot of times people will get up on a rock and the tires start to spin and they back off right away. My thing always to them is don't, you know, you know don't floor it. Just because it is. Ease into it and just give the Jeep a couple seconds to figure it out. It says what it's ESC doing. for ease. Right. Eask. Eask. Right. Just let it, let it, through let everything. it, let it eat, <laughs> let it eat. You know, it'll figure out what it needs to do and it'll kind of work its way through. You know, if you're there for 10, 15 seconds and this thing isn't moving or doing anything, don't obviously, stand on it. Or obviously, time. it's it's probably not going to help it. But, um, you know, so we added a lot to that. We actually are able to limit throttle control because we want to drive by wire on JK. So we limit throttle control. The, the car will actually take um, throttle out of the uh, out of the vehicle to help the track and control work. Mm-hmm. Um, we added roll mitigation after 2011 to it. So the JK, if you're flying around a corner like a maniac, like Terry, it'll <laughs> actually, if it starts to see the steering angle sensor, if it sees, it uses an algorithm to figure out if you're putting in more steering angle than what the vehicle is turning and it yep. starts to see difference in speed and tires, it'll actually use the brake to keep the vehicle from rolling over or sliding left or right. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that system has saved my life. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've kind of, I've used that already too, especially on wet roads. Like it, no, it, geez. So, yeah. Let's not talk about it. Um, just wait till you have a limited slip rear. It's even more fun. Oh my gosh. No. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another part of it. And then the last part is the, um, parking brake assembly, not called an emergency brake. Hold up. Sorry. Backtrack. Limited slips trick. That's your traction control system to think that your rear end, it's always spins at the same time, even if the tires are slipping. So what um what's cool about limited slips and sorry sign no it's because <laughs> you get them but but roasted you can but it's not turds. it's not um your limited slip is much better for that than like what Terry and I are running because the clutches can only hold so much oh, and then this they thing become overturned dumb well no because you have a mechanical lock right. so you're using a helical oh it locks all the yeah. time. And so what'll happen is if you apply the brakes a little bit to that and it, and it'll actually even out the, um, the, uh, side load on it, mm-hmm. it'll actually lock both of those on yours. Like if you ever get stuck, just pull the e-brake on a little bit and it'll literally, it, it becomes a lock. Yeah. I mean, they're, so, oh, I've, you know, I've noticed that because yep. trying to go around turns, it yep. chirps tires. Why? Well, and I don't have a problem with that with no problem at all. What I do have a problem in my my limited slip will be overcome. Like if I'm, if I'm wedged, if I've got a tire wedged between two rocks yeah, and I try to fool it into locking, it'll start to, you can feel a bump a little bit and then it'll let go. The clutch starts slipping. Yeah. That's part of the reason why my fluid was black. Mm. Um, but yeah, 
So uh, parking brake is the last part. Do not call an emergency brake. It hasn't been an emergency brake since 1967. It is considered a parking brake. Um, it is a completely separate actuated system from the hydraulic system. Yes. And that is in vehicle code. It has. Um, so those have changed. In my notes, I have, you know, parking brake, uh, you have a parking brake lever, and then you have cables, and then it usually actuates on some shoes or a lever in the, in the caliper that applies the piston mechanically. Um, but there's also a lot of vehicles that are using electronic parking. I don't, the new JLs are not. Uh, no. But there are a lot of vehicles that are actually Usually using electric solenoids sedans. back at the... Yeah, it sucks to try to drift with them. So they're actually... <laughs> There's no drifting. It won't let you. It's not a solenoid. It's a motor and a gear setup that has... No, some of them are solenoids. They'll actually they? just... Whoop. Yep. Oh. Yep. So a lot of the ones that I've seen... Are motors on the are back Are motors on the back right. calipers that uses right. a gear system that basically just forces your piston out. Which yeah. also General Motors uses really cool thing. There is a company out there that has rear brake calipers that has a um, lever set up on it that you can connect a cable to. So on buggies, you can still have an emergency brake. Yeah, well, that, and that's what I was talking parking about. Parking brake. So yeah. that's what um, like Mitsubishi, Chrysler did a lot of that. GM did a lot of that, yeah. and they actually have solenoids on there, so you could actually have. You could have electronic cutting brakes if you wanted hmm. on. I have manual yeah. valve body cutting brakes. Manual valve yeah. body. Where's the valve? It's right underneath. No, I mean, you're the valve. You're the valve. <laughs> yeah, I'm the manual yeah. part. You're the manual. <laughs> right. So right. anyway, that, that's kind of how it works. Um, next week, we'll get into Pascal's Law a little bit because that's something that's important to understand when you start to change the brake. It's perfect for me to break it. I'm ready to break the law. All right. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to part two. Okay. Uh, just wake me up when, it, when, it's, when it's done. Time and, to go. And we'll be, yeah, yeah we'll be mm -hmm. ready to go. Thanks as always, Don. It's, dude, you kill it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Speaking of killing it, where can people kill it and listen to us? Head over to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Jeep Life Podcast. And that's going to get you hooked up with all of our links. But also you can hit us up on YouTube. Go subscribe. Watch at least 10 minutes of a video. Yeah, do that. Do it. Do it. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Um, also Apple, Spotify, Pandora, all the above, you know, you're obviously listening to us right now, but so head over to Facebook, give us a like Instagram, give us a like a follow all the above. Go subscribe on YouTube. Do it. Do, Do it. it now. Um, cool. It was awesome. It's so good to be back in the studio with you guys. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us and, and tuning in. Thanks for everybody that's live listening, including some of my favorite students. Um, so thanks to those guys. Thanks to everybody. Um, for Break Your Billy. Big Bond. Back upon Don. <laughs> and Jeep and Terry. Here's a big Jeep wave to you, everybody. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.